The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother or sister if they sin against me? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. Jesus said to him, but I, excuse me, but I tell you 77 times, for this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. The Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to the Lord all that had taken place. When his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, guys. Peter asked the question, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? Seven times. And Jesus answers, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, if you've been married for more than a week, you'll know <laughs> that you can hit 77 pretty fast. With us, it's usually in the car, my wife telling me the light's green, and no, honey, thank you, and then argument starts. <laughs> so does that mean at 78 times we don't have to forgive? I wish, but no such luck. 70 times seven means always. We can't stop forgiving because we can't stop loving. Now, I wish I could practice what I'm preaching here, but it's not easy. I just cringe inside when someone says, well, now you'll just have to forgive. And I'm thinking, oh, it's not fair. They can't get away with this. They're gonna pay. But the truth is, many of the hurts we have endured or the damage we have suffered those people will never be able to repay us. Just like we'll never possibly pay God for the debt we owe Him. Like being given life, being created, our sins taken away. So when God nudges me or invites me to forgive, He's not inviting me to a funeral, but to a feast. Because freeing someone, mentally cleaning the slate, is a gift I give myself. We can't wait for someone to say they're sorry 
before we forgive them. Jesus didn't wait for the Pharisees to apologize to him before he forgave them from the cross. Forgiveness is not an option. It's a condition for living in heaven. In this life, don't let anyone who has hurt you hold you back and prevent you from getting into heaven. Pope Francis shared this story. He was talking to a distressed priest who told him he had gone to administer the last rites to an elderly woman who was on her deathbed. The poor woman could not speak, and the priest asked her, Madam, do you repent of your sins? And the woman said, yes. She could not confess them, but she said, yes, it is sufficient. And then again, do you forgive others? And the woman said on her deathbed, no. The priest was upset and he said, if you do not forgive, God will not forgive you. The Pope then pointed out, if you cannot forgive, ask the Lord to give you the strength to do so. The Pope is saying that forgiveness is a divine action, okay? So to hold a grudge, to keep score, that's human, it's natural, it's what we do. To forgive is supernatural, Christ-like. God forgives through you with your permission. We just have to bend a little and say, I will to forgive so-and-so. God, forgive them through me with the same forgiveness that you gave from the cross. They know not what they do. How can we say there's just no excuse for what they did? When Jesus himself gave us all the same excuse, they know not what they do. And never are you more like God when you forgive someone. And never are you more free. So here's a true story. Mary Johnson's son was killed by a teenager named Oshia Israel in 1993. She was destroyed. Israel was sentenced to 25 years in prison, but Mary felt no closure or peace, only anger and constant heartache. She could enjoy nothing. After 12 years, she decided to visit Israel in prison and confront him. He refused to see her, and in anger, she continued to put in requests to visit. He finally agreed. They sat face to face, and she asked him why he killed her son. He explained he had no reason and was just an angry young teenager. He sincerely apologized to her in tears. Then, a long period of silence, a period of grace, of divine action. They say that when one person cries, the other one tastes salt. Mary instantly felt something lift from her, something change in her heart, and she forgave him right there. They hugged each other, and when she left, she could not believe she hugged the person who murdered her son. Her son. Something humanly impossible, something Christ-like. They kept in touch through letters and phone calls, and when Israel was released in 2010, Mary Johnson helped him find a job and a place to live. They became like mother and son and actually lived next door to each other. She said in an interview, unforgiveness is like a cancer. It will eat you from the inside out. It's not about that other person. Me forgiving him does not take away what he's done, but the forgiveness is for me. Now I want to ask you a question. 
What's harder to say? I love you or I forgive you? I forgive you proves that you actually do love that person. And you ever wonder why the greatest prayer, the Our Father, the only prayer that Jesus left us to pray till the end of time does not mention love? I mean the number one and number two commandments. Love the Lord with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself and no mention of love at all in the Our Father. Or is there? Out of the seven requests in the Our Father, the fifth petition, forgive us our debts as we forgive others theirs. That one line sums up love itself. God says to us all, you don't owe me anything. Although I gave you your being and your life, you could never pay me back like that slave in this parable. And now we in turn are bound, bound to say to others, I also forgive you your debts. That's what we call peace on earth. Notice when we give the sign of peace, it's after the Our Father, after saying, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. So today, as you receive and give the sign of peace, picture that person who trespassed against you, whom you could never forgive without God's help, and sincerely say in your heart, peace be with you.